We are back, guys. Bachelors in the City. I'm your host, Dustin, and my co-host... I'm Clay. Clay Harbor. There we go. I was worried about you. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> guys, happy belated St. Patty's Day. Clay, what'd you do for St. Patty's Day? I didn't do anything. Honestly, I, uh, I stayed home and um, just relaxed, got some work done. Unfortunately, this year was not much of a St. Patrick's Day for me. You and me were talking about it, too. We, we missed it. St. Patty's Day on official Chicago is like no other. And I missed it the last two years. I'm really, uh, we got a plan to go back next year. Yeah, Chicago St. Patrick's Day, right before the world shut down. I mean, that's the last, uh, I remember that was like the last fun we had. We had uh, Mike Johnson in town. I think Dustin, Mike Johnson, my buddy Mav and some friends and we went out. And the next thing you know, that's when COVID hit. So that was like our real last fun. And we just had a, we had a ball, went to all the spots in Chicago. And then, um, yeah, the city got locked down. I mean, the whole world got locked down. But we missed missed last Saturday. If, if you've never been to Chicago, St. Patrick's Day, they dye the river green. And what it's famous for is you start drinking at 7, 8 in the morning. All the bars, all the clubs open, 7, 8 in the morning. You go kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs. You drink green beer. And you you just start drinking extremely early. And then you go watch the, the they dye the river green. And it's just a local Chicago thing. I don't know who came up with this. Let's dye the river green and start drinking at eight in the morning. But whoever did, it's, it's become a thing. And um, if you're in the lower 48, I recommend it. I tell you what, if you could survive past three or 4 p.m., if you can survive, it is a whole new world of zombies out there <laughs> from people participating in the St. Patty's Day in Chicago. If you're out roaming around 6 p.m., 7, 8, you got all these people that are just Covered in green filth of drinking and eating all day, just roaming the streets. It's a great time. Gosh, I miss it. Oh. It's a sight to behold. God bless America. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> all right, Clay, we missed you on the recaps. What did you, on our recent recaps of the final that was live, what was your quick intake of everything? What do you think? What do you disagree with? Uh, what, just, yeah, just let us know what, what you're thinking. Yeah, so I um, during the final recap, of the, the finale, I went over with grocery store Joe. He's actually moving to New York City, so it's another uh, bachelor guy in New York City. Him and Serena, Grocer. yeah, and, and Tasha. We all watched the, the finale together, and you know, I'm the one who kind of had Clayton's back a little bit. I know he did a lot of things wrong, and you know, he could have handled this, a lot of situations better. I thought he could have been more straightforward. Why don't you tell the tell the girls? I mean, he basically convinced you know, Gabby to come back only to tell her that she was right in the first place when she wanted to leave. So, I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow for her, you know, and Rachel, you know, Hey, all's well that end. Well, he was persistent. He got the woman that he wanted and Susie. And I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. I got to meet Clayton a couple of weeks ago at a local bar in town. That was fun. He seems like a good guy. Reminds me a lot of my old football teammates, just a you know, football dude, you know, he's a Midwestern guy, normal dude that got thrust into this, this situation. You know, I mean, this, there's so much manipulation and so much coming at you. I mean, a lot of tough things and he didn't handle it great. But, you know, hey, he, he ended up with with his girl and, you know, he made it made it out alive. So, or, I mean, something to be said for that. That's all that matters. I will say, and you met him the other day too, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer, Palmer did a phenomenal job. Like his... Like, I hope he stays as the host for the Bachelor Bachelorette in Paradise. He did a phenomenal job. 
Yeah, I like Jesse. I like Jesse. You know, fun fact about Jesse Palmer is he was the fourth round. He was a fourth round pick number 125 in the entire draft. Do you know who else was a fourth round 125th overall pick in an NFL draft? Who was it? Who was you have it? no guesses? You don't have a guess? Tom Brady? No. I, I was also a fourth round oh, 125th you. pick oh. in the NFL draft. But, oh, you. Uh, you know, me and Did Jesse have that in common. You played football? Yeah, I, I actually played how... football, Dustin. Uh, I don't know how I missed this. You know, you just remind me every single day. Hey, man, look at this catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at this catch. Show a couple of videos. But I did see, so I ran into Jesse Palmer. I was actually on a walking date in New York City. I was uh, walking around with a lady friend, taking a walk to the West Side Highway, actually. And I saw I run into Jesse Palmer. This guy goes, hey, Clay. And I'm like, oh, this is some Bachelor fan. And I turn around and it's Jesse Palmer and his wife and his dog. I'm like, Jesse, what's up, man? What are you doing? He's like, oh, we're just, we just got back from the West Side Highway and his kid. I think he had a kid. No, no kid. Just dog. <laughs> and um, yeah. and uh, we just sat there Same and talked thing. and we took a couple of pictures together and talked about our old glory days in football and how that led us to The Bachelor and stuff. And um, we both posted the same picture on each other's Instagram. I was actually pretty shocked. Jesse threw up a picture of me on his Instagram, man. That's uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty nice of him. But, Show uh, us some love, good guy. Man. Show to, us some uh, love. Yeah. Hope to hang out he, with him again in Chicago sometime. We'll all have to go grab drinks. Where does he live at now? He lives in, I mean, in, in New York City. I'm sorry. In New York oh. City. Oh, yeah. We got to But he's moving to, uh, yeah, he's moving to, to Miami, though, he said. Moving to, it's too expensive for him. And, you know, he wants some warmer weather. That's what he was saying. You get kids in New Miami, York. But, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, tough. What do you think yeah. about the um, the double bachelorette? You guys already talked about that? Yeah, you know, we did. I like it. I think it's going to be something different. I'm looking actually forward to it because I feel like it's going to be a train wreck in some aspects of them falling for the same guy or a guy falling for both of them. I feel like it's just going to be some good ass TV. I'm actually excited too. I I actually shared with you already that we know someone going on the show. Can't say his name, um, but I hope he does phenomenal. Great guy. Any woman would be lucky to have him. I'm excited. No, I'm uh, I'm excited for him too. One of Dustin's best friends in the world. We've got I've gotten close with him as well. He knows the whole crew, and he's going on the show. I think America, you guys are gonna like him. I mean, he's a good dude. I I don't know about the the double bachelorette though. That's too gimmicky, man. I think the thing that made the bachelorette stand out back in the day to me was that I felt that it was a little. It was maybe a step above like some of the gimmicks and some of the trashiness so to speak, of some of these other reality dating shows. I thought it was maybe a little bit more, um, you know, refined, a little classy, you got, you know, whatever. But I think it's getting, they're, they're, they're struggling. They had to come up with something, you know, the views are down, you know, the people coming on, the, the followings aren't what they once were. And until so they came up with this, which, you know, I mean, if you have to try something, you have to try something. But to me, it just feels too gimmicky. It's like, what is this? Is this a clown show or this, are we trying to really have people meet their, their significant other? To me, it's not a show about finding love anymore. It's a show about, all right, what's the most entertaining stuff we can do? And I always thought that that's what The Bachelor tried to do and set itself apart was to be a show that was based on, you know, love 
stuff like that. Instead, now I think it's just it's obviously become more about entertainment, drama purposes. And people, people don't see how it goes. Love. People want the train wreck. I want the train wreck. See the train wreck, my guy. People want the train wreck, but I think they also want love. Look at the people that get the most attention, the most follows, the most people that are followed in the bachelor world. They love a good. The, the America loves a good love story. They obviously love the drama too, but I think first and foremost is the love story, and and that's what keeps people coming back. You might have something. You might be onto something. All right, now enough of bachelor talk. We need. I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from bachelor talk. <laughs> they go on vacation for a little bit. Actually, don't even turn on the news because it's so much negativity, so much going on. It can build so much anxiety. It can make you very yeah, anxious. It's fabricated. You know, fake news. Sometimes you don't know what to believe. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, anyways, yeah. So let's talk about some news that maybe um, didn't make the news, but is news, guys. This was big news to me. I remember I was just like, I think, who told me? Maybe Kat told me. She sent it to me. I was kind of like thrilled. I, I actually wasn't expecting this, but Tom Brady is back. How do you feel about this? Man, he's been out for such a long time. Oh, well, wait. Wait, he, he didn't even miss a game. He didn't even miss a practice. Man, he didn't even miss a meeting. And practice. he's back. No, I'm, I'm happy he's practice. back. I like, I think NFL's better. Yeah, I like Tom. I think he's, um, I mean, he's still getting it done. The guy won the best years of his career. Obviously, he didn't end the way he wanted to. His old line was, well, I mean, they, they were probably giving up as much resistance as Dustin would have put up against some of these D linemen, man, just getting oh, ran God. over. But I like Tom. He's a good dude, man. He's ageless. I want to I have whatever he's doing, I need to do. This man's 45 years old, still throwing 40 touchdown passes, 4,000 yards in the NFL. It's incredible. Looking great, playing great. I was excited. I, I decided this year, I don't know if you want to go with me or not, but there's very few athletes that people get to see in their lifetime. Some that I just think about that, you know, Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, these I couldn't have seen. Michael Jordan, I was really young and not really able financially with my family to go to a game in that area. So I, I didn't get to see Michael Jordan. I have seen LeBron James play, but I would really like to see, a, I would love to see Tom Brady play. I think it's something that I just got to, I got to do it. I got to see it from my own eyes. And I think one day as an old man, if I'm lucky enough, I could talk about Tom Brady, that I saw a game. I saw him play live, and I think, yeah, this man's going down in history as, I don't even think we realize, I mean, we do realize how great he is, but this guy, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, they're going to be like Babe Ruth who? Like, it's going to be directly Tom Brady, the greatest of all athletes, I feel like. Yeah, I got a pretty funny, quick Tom Brady story for you. Back when I uh, signed with New England, I got really good at these plays, right? It's like this our coach had these this play game to where you would you'd have to you'd say a play name and you have to the code name and then you have to give them back the actual play or you'd say the play and you had to give them back the code name. So you'd say green right three seventy three y stick x slant and go, but the code name was actually was actually like kamikaze or something like that. So they would say they would start saying that I could feedback kamikaze really quickly. I got really good at this game. One time, Tom, Tom comes in the room. And, and Brian Dable is actually the head coach of the, uh, the New York Giants now. He goes, Tom, I, I, Tom's coming. He's like, hey, tight end, if you want to run this route at a certain depth. He's just talking to us. And Dable's like, Tom, before you leave, I want you to do something for me. He's like, play, play in this game. 
Tom knows the game is a popular game. And Tom's like, really, dude, you want me to play? Clay's been here for like two months. And you think he has a chance to beat me? I've been here for 15 years. I'm like, dude, I don't want to play Tom Brady in this game. You know, I'm just a new backup tight end. You know, I was just really good at this game. So Tom's like, fine. I was like, okay, let's do it. So we play the game. And I beat Tom. I was really good. They would say like green right, three, seven, three. I'd be like, plate, you know, tomato. I'd know it just off the first because I just, I would listen to it on my way to work. I just had a routine for studying. They got really good. I beat Tom. And he leaves the room. He's pissed off. I thought he was joking. Couple choice words, curse words. I can't believe what. Oh, he slams the door. And I'm like, guys, is he serious? Like, man, that's Tom. So I just kind of forget about it. We go through meetings. We come back the next day. We're in the middle of meetings again. Door opens. All right, Clay, motherfucker, where you at, man? And I'm like, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, we had Rob Gronkowski in there. Oh, Martellus Bennett, Dable's like, okay, Clay, let's go. He comes back. I play the same game, obviously different words. And Tom beats me five to nothing. Looks at me. That's right. Slams, doesn't even, doesn't break stride, slams door, leaves. And everybody's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, dude, what just happened? So I beat this guy. This guy's so competitive. I beat him. He goes home and studies just so he can come back and make sure that I know that he's better at me in this stupid game. That's some crazy, that's so some that's crazy a, uh, yeah. competitiveness, man. That's a story. That's a freaking story. Yeah. You still in contact with him? Crazy. At all? That's my, that's my favorite. Uh, no. And then my other Tom Brady story is, um, I mean, this dude would call the play so fast. Like he would, it was like an auctioneer in the huddle. Cause he wants to get to the line of scrimmage. And he wants to call plays. He wants to look at the defense do his motion so he knows exactly what's going on. So he'll call the play like, Green Red 3073, like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. That's how it sounds. I'm like, what? I go from playing like people, like, all right, you know, blue right, 474, X go, you know, it's like they're calling the plays, making sure you understand. Tom's just, all right, Green 3073, let's go. Let's go. It's the line of scrimmage, line of scrimmage. I'm like, what? And so one time I'm in the huddle and I'm looking at him all confused. He goes, Clay, I don't like that look in your eye. I go, what? I'm like, what? I get all pissed off. He goes, yeah, that's better. And I'm like, okay, he's pulling pulling some some psychology on me right now. He got me pissed off at him just because he wants me to play mad or something. And he was, he was always doing stuff like that, man. It was great. He was a great guy to play with. Oh man. Oh man. We need to, let's hit him up, man. Maybe we should tag him in this. Let him know again that you beat him at that game the first time around. Yeah, maybe we'll see if he wants to come in on a bachelor's on the season. What do you think? Maybe Tom will be interested in um, coming on the pot. Hey, never say never. Never say never. Let's talk about y'all. Again, I got to talk about since we're talking about Tom Brady. And you remember like that last football, that touchdown he last threw and everyone was going crazy about that ball. Wait, is that the last touchdown or was that a record of a- his last touchdown ball? His last touchdown ball. I remember he went through high hills to get that ball back, right? Yeah. I think, I think that's something no, else. No, that was well, anyway. uh, the record ball. You're thinking of something else. That was his record the, ball he went through, the, he had to go through to get back. The last he got ball, that the last touchdown ball, he got sold for over $500,000. And it's not as, now it's just another touchdown ball. <laughs> and because Yo, he came buddy. back, it's not going to be his last touchdown. Buddy thought he made a great investment. Honestly, if you think about it, if Tom Brady never played again, that probably would have been a great investment, but he jumped the trigger too soon. I feel bad for that guy. That's yeah, a lot he of should have been. Um, it's a lot of money, but I'm sure if you're spending half a million dollars on a ball, 
that you probably you're probably not hurt. You know, it's not like his whole he emptied his bank account to buy the five hundred thousand dollars. Maybe ball. he did. You know, maybe I'm sure this guy it, has. Oh, maybe he he. I think he's a hundred million dollar guy. Let's find out. I mean, it's we'll possible. Think. It's possible. Yeah. It would suck to we'll be have that to look guy. into that. All right. Oh, it'd be terrible. Do you think he's going to get another ring or no? I think it's possible. I think that the AFC West, though, I mean, they're probably going to beat each other up, but the AFC West is a tough division now. And, um, you know, the Bills just got Von Miller to go with that team that should have beat the Chiefs. So, I don't know. I think the I think the team to beat right now with me are the Bills, and obviously the Rams are still, you know, a good team. But, I mean, you think about it. They lost, They barely lost to the Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady, and he had two – Two, two best receivers weren't even playing. You know, I mean, he – offensive line, I mean, he had some injuries. Offensive line, I mean, they almost won. And that's a team that won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, never count Tom Brady out. But I think the Bills, you know, you got Josh Allen. You just signed Von Miller to a, a six-year, $120 million contract. I mean, who knows? Emma just put this in. I think Emma's a Tampa fan with Anthony Whitfield. Is that how you say his name? Antoine Winfield. Or Antoine? Antoine Winfield is coming back for his third season. I don't know. I'm, I don't think Tampa. I, I like Tampa. I think it's you know it's a possibility they just signed Curtis Godwin today to a three-year, $60 million contract. They obviously got Mike Evans. Gronk's going to come back. He hasn't said that yet. But if Brady's back, Gronk's back. They did lose O.J. Howard, the other tight end. Still got Cameron Braid. They lost their um, their starting center, but they just got a great trade from uh, from the – I'm surprised the Patriots made that trade. Shaq – Shaq Mason, uh, all pro lineman. They, they traded to the to the Buccaneers for a fifth round pick. What I tweeted out, I go, dude. Sha- I, I said, uh, Tom Brady must have some dirt on Robert Kraft or, or Belichick over there for them to trade Shaq Mason, a Pro Bowler, for a fifth round pick. I mean, I'm like, that's that's incredible. I don't know how Tom Brady does it, but hey, I think I think that you know the Buccaneers have a good shot. I'll tell you who doesn't have a shot this year: the Chicago Bears, New York Giants. You know, our teams, you know, those teams, the Jets, they definitely don't got a shot this year, which is unfortunate, but. <sighs> All right. Moving on to another story in the news. Smuggled contraband. Yep, that's right. According to the Associated Press, a man tried to slither past U.S. border agents in California. He had 52 lizards and snakes hitting in his clothes, nine snakes, 42 lizards stuffed in his jacket, pant pockets, and groin area. Clay Harbor, your thoughts on this news break? I mean, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know what to think. I mean, why are you trying to smuggle these lizards in? Is there a way you can get them in legally? Why are you trying to smuggle them in your... Do you think you're going to get past security there? Like, how can they fit in your clothes? Like, how baggy of clothes do you have? Would they bite you? Would they maybe, st- I don't know, be sting, bite? I don't know. There has to be something that's going to happen to this guy. This guy's got to be, gosh, these, these snakes must be worth something. Or maybe I have a thought that just popped in my head. Maybe he was a de- decoy. Decoy while the cartel is smuggling in drugs. Oh, they see a guy with all these snakes on him. Blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's focus. Oh, my gosh. Emma's just showing us a photo right now. All these snakes. Holy shit. No freaking way. These are big snakes. Could, wow. 
I wonder if they're poisonous, and that's why he's trying to smuggle. This well, guy's like, a what psycho. What was the reason he was smuggling in the snakes? Yeah, he's crazy. How could you just walk? I I, I hate the sound of a snake nearby. Oh, gosh. All right. I got the, I got the wajibis. Let's move yeah, on to rough. our next. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's insane. Oh. Before we All go right. on to our next news topic, I got a question for our th- third roommates here since, I mean, I'm the fourth. So I had to go back to Chicago this week for some business. I have a couple, I have a couple of events I had to attend. And um, the only day I could get my bed delivered was Thursday. You know, it happened to be, happened to be Thursday. Well, actually, it was, it was yesterday, right? So, so Dustin, Dustin is mad at me for getting my bed delivered when I wasn't there. All Dustin had to do was hit the buzzer so these guys could walk my bed, my bed up the stairs. It was and, like uh, seven in the, the morning. It was okay. It was like eight thirty. I was bartending but, the night before. I was exhausted. But I want to know your guys' opinion on this. If you could leave a comment, I want to know who's in the right in your guys' opinion because I think, hey, that comes with the territory. You're a roommate. I'm letting Dustin drink all my my supplements, eat all my supplements, your, my my little you caffeine. Hit those you hit the protein. I said, I was like, where does protein go? I thought he had this protein somewhere. I, there's supposed to be two. There's supposed to be two things of protein. There's one for me, and there's one for for whoever wants to use it. There was two. What happened to the other one? Yeah, you tell me, buddy. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Oh, so yeah. I want to hear your guys' opinion. Whose side are you on? Is Dustin the wrong for having to press the buzzer to just let my my guy bring in my bed? That's a, that's oh, a roommate not, job. I mean, I'm you, not if you wrong. can't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I could have got like a, a thank you, you know, appreciate it. Had to tip the guys, you know, you didn't even, you know, take care of your work for you, you know. It's all good, man. You got a good roommate over here. Anyways, and guys. I'm, I'm going to Venmo you for the tip. But anyways, let's move on to uh, the next news segment. I mean, everybody knows it's March. I'll let you uh, take it from here, Dustin. March Madness, guys. And you know who we got to talk about, especially if you're a Midwestern. You already know who we're talking about, especially if you're... From the Chicago area, we're talking about Sister Jean is back. She is back. How old is Sister, Sister Jean? Jean? She's 102? No way. No Sister way. Jean is 102 wow. years old and travels with the team to watch them in the tournament. Damn it, every time they go to the tournament. That's amazing. I tell you what. It's incredible. You get some loyalty like Sister Jean, you're going to be good. You get. I need Sister Jean on my team. We need her here for us, you know? So it's March Madness. That also means merch madness. Use code my, use code MADNESS10 for 10% off Bachelors in the City merch. Check it out. Tag us in it. We love to repost it. Guys, who... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Gosh, I almost called you Pete. Clay, who's your team winning it all this year? You know, me and Pete do look similar. You guys do. I, I know how you can confuse us. You know, it's uh, it's pretty pretty similar likeness here. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that, that's probably not a good thing to say right now. But I haven't watched one game of college basketball this year, and I didn't even fill out a bracket. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know who's in the tournament. Illinois? Illinois has to be in the tournament, right? <laughs> Who knows, man? I, I'm with you. I, uh, I, I think you're really big on college sports when you're like high school, going up to college, especially when you're in college, straight out of college. I've kind of just fallen out of it. I never had like a Ivy League school that I was like in love with, or I went to like a smaller school. So... My school's never made it to the NCAA. So yeah, I, I, I don't know who's good. Who I did a I did a bracket, but I just had it. <laughs> Duke. 
autocorrect. I mean, you can always throw out some of those names. I mean, you got Duke, you know. It would uh, be nice to see. Gonzaga. I would like to see Coach K get one last championship. So I'm going to go ahead and say Duke. That would be nice. This is his last year. Yeah, what are they? Duke's a two seed. Baylor's a one seed. I mean, yeah, North Carolina in there. I mean, there's some there's some classic schools. Murray State. I want to know if Illinois, Illinois is in here somewhere. I know they made the tournament. I'm a big U of I guy, you know, being from Chicago area. Illinois, yeah, they're a four Illinois. seed. So Illinois versus Chattanooga. So I'm going to be hoping they can win that and then uh, take down Houston. Get to the Sweet 16. Let's get it. Loyola Chicago, though. Sister Jean, man. I think Loyola Chicago could pull off an upset. That would be amazing, too. See. Man, that'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, they we'll did see. last year. They beat Illinois. Yeah. They did. Absolutely. They did. It's that time of year. Great basketball. If you have a gambling problem, do not bet. It's not worth it. But definitely have fun watching some of the games. All right. And that is it for our news. Coming in, your anchor, Dustin Kendrick, and my co-anchor, Clay Harbour. He's sleeping a little bit. All right. Wrapping up this segment. on this segment I thought it'd be cool because you know my uh, roommate Clay Harbor he's really getting into the getting into the motivation uh, motivational speaking I should say um, field and trying to motivate people inspire people to form good habits and to take care of your body I guess that's the first step is taking care of your body before you could do anything else right Mr. Harbor yeah I mean before you can do anything else you got to make sure that your health and wellness is is in order, you got to make sure that, I mean, if you, if you don't feel well, if you don't feel like doing something, you're never going to act, you're never going to make decisions. And what goes along with that is if, if even if you are successful, I mean, do, do you want to be the most successful person in the graveyard? I mean, that's not doing nothing for you. No, you want to live a long, healthy life. And that all, that all starts, you know, with your health and wellness. And are you getting, you know, three to four workouts in a week? And if you say you're not, you know, to me, I'm like, there's a way for you to get three to four workouts. I know everybody's busy. Everybody has a problem with time, but I mean, you can make the time to get a workout in. If you can't do a little 30 minute home hit workout every morning, you know, go to the gym for an hour and you got to do it consistently. If you can stick to a nice routine for 21 days, that's how long it takes for a habit to form. Then it becomes easier. The way that I've learned to make some of these um, habits easier is just, is, is, is just habit stacking and um, making Bad habits, a little bit more difficult. So when you come home, if you have a problem turning on Netflix, here's what you do. You, you log out of your Netflix, you log out, you unplug your TV. So now when you come home, if you really want to do it, now you're going to have to plug in your TV. You're going to have to reset up your Netflix. You're going to have to do all these steps to get back into a bad habit. You know, and then, you stay, then your habit, your positive habits, you make easier. You want to go work out? Guess what? You lay your gym shoes out. You lay your clothes out. It's folded. It's sitting right there by the bed. So now it's easier for you to come home instead of going to Netflix or wake up instead of just watching some YouTube or Netflix or whatever. You, you, you come home and you throw on your clothes and you go instead of throw, coming home, you know, you plug in your TV, you're, you're putting on, you know, your, your Netflix or, or whatever you're, you're doing that's wasting your time. You know, all of us have different battles that we have to fight there. But I think the one 
if I had to give people one piece of advice, that is to start using a routine. A routine from what I've seen in my career playing with the best quarterbacks, like we just talked about Tom Brady, Drew Brees. You know, I played with some bad players too, some guys that were high draft picks and never panned out. And what I could see through all these guys, what made the difference was the great players had a routine and a, a great routine. They would just keep making better and better and better. And, and they did the same thing over and over again. Julian Edelman would come in the locker room every day at 6 a.m. and have the ball boys throw him 100 passes. After that, he's going to go to the season to catch 100 low balls, 100 high balls. Julian Edelman, a guy that was a undrafted or a seventh-round draft pick, ends up being he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Tom Brady, when he, every time he comes in the meeting room, he sits in the same chair. He puts his back towel on his back. When he sits down, he goes and he throws balls at the exact same time before every practice. Team meeting room, he's doing the exact same thing. He's taking notes the exact same way. Your routines in, in, in planning out your day, and everything you have to do, sometimes it sounds boring. People say they don't want to live on a routine. They want to have exciting. But if you have a routine, you actually have more time on the back end for yourself to do the things you want to do. So if you have a routine, you stick to that routine, that creates more freedom. And that's what I've learned throughout my, you know, people have asked me, you know, how'd you go from, you know, this kid from a small town that grew up in you know, a trailer court with 12 people. Neither of your parents graduated from high school. You know, you and your brother, college graduates, I graduated three and a half years. I have a degree in hospitality and restaurant administration and a minor in marketing. How are you a three-time All-American at Missouri State University? How did you play in the NFL for nine years? Had a good routine. I kept tweaking it, kept upgrading. How these, how did the guys, the, the high performers I've played with, how did they do it? Had a good routine. Obviously, self-discipline is key, too. You got to have discipline. You got to know when to, and you got to make yourself do things you don't want to do. But a good routine and good self-discipline is still, I mean, in, in health and wellness is in that. You got to know what to eat, know what not to eat, force yourself to work out. But all that combined is a difference from being successful, healthy, loving the life you have and, and optimizing in every way. And, the, and then the other side of that is, is being inefficient and inconsistent if, if you don't do those things. So from what I've seen in my career, in, in my time in football and around these high performers and college and everything. And that's what's made the difference in my life. And I've seen it's made the difference in some of my uh, teammates' lives that were, that were great players. I, I agree with that. And I would say for people thinking like, where do I start? You know, how do I start? I would recommend waking up every day and making your bed. The first thing you do, make your bed before you leave the house. This, that, that's a great way to start a routine. So when you're not able to make your bed, maybe one time out of the week or two, you feel it. You're like, fuck, I, I kind of feel out of my routine. What's wrong, you know? So you kind of you catch yourself that being in a routine of things is mindless work. And before you know it, the more things you have in your routine, you're, getting, you're becoming more efficient, getting things done without even recognizing it. Before you know it, you've accomplished or already hit your goal or on a whole new wave. The morning's huge. Win the morning. That's what people always ask me. The first, okay, what's the first thing I do? I go plan your day. I mean, you see me when a Dustin sees me, I'm walking around. I have my planner with me all the time. But what are you doing? I have a planner. I write down everything I need to do, what time I want to do. It's a planner. It's got every hour listed, and you write down with what, what hour, what you want to do. You plan your day. It's like you're a ship. You know, if you have the best ship, you have Jeff Bezos' yacht, but you don't have a destination, you're just going to be floating around in the ocean, not, not doing anything. 
You got to have a destination. You got to make a plan. You got to plan your day. You know, that's the number one thing you do. Like Dustin said in the morning, make sure you make your bed. You make a good meal. If you're intermittent fasting, you know, you make your coffee. Then you, what, are you, what are you doing first? Okay, I'm going to read 30 minutes and learn about this for 30 minutes. I'm not going to check my phone the first thing I get up, right? I get up. I'm going to do 10 deep knee bends. I'm going to do a quick yoga sessions for 15 minutes in the morning. And then that's how you get, you get on track and the rest of your day follows. I will say also, man, not checking your phone. That's a big one. I've, I've, I have a life coach through Guaranteed Karma. And also we have a manifesting coach as well. And I combined two things that they told me. One, don't check your phone when you wake up. Like there's nothing like don't look at it. Maybe even before you go to bed, put your phone in a different room. And the first thing you do when you wake up, when you normally check your phone, replace that with manifesting. Manifesting your day of it, you having yeah. a great day. Manifesting your goals of what you want. Manifesting that good things are supposed to happen to you or whatever it may be. And that, that could be an easy switch that just changes your whole life. I need to start falling asleep with my phone. Not in the room, but that's some all kinds of... Like, and anxiousness that comes from that. But anyways, if you could do it, you definitely should do it. And then waking up at the same time every morning, you know, that's, that's huge. Getting in a, a routine. Here's what you do. You put your alarm on, you put your phone across the room. So to turn your alarm off, you literally have to get off of bed, get out of bed and go grab your phone to turn it off. If you, if your phone's right next to you, you can just roll over. You can press snooze. Guess what? You can press snooze a second time, just press snooze a third time. Then guess what? You're not, you're not out of bed at all. You just slept in and now you're behind the schedule and now you feel like you're behind the whole day. You feel bad because you didn't get up at the time you wanted to. And that's what happens. Set your phone on the other side of the room. First thing I do when I wake up every morning is I drink a nice green drink, honestly, athletic greens, lemon water. This isn't an ad. It's just a supplement I like to take. And that makes me feel better. It gets my day started correctly. First thing I do every single morning. I like it. I like it. Picasso. Picasso. Man, yeah, those are great things to go by, man. Let's talk about this real quick before we get off. What are maybe someone that's listening, some of our third roommates, maybe they're like, I want to start being more active. I want to get into the fitness field. What's the basic thing? Maybe they don't want to, I mean, no gyms are very intimidating. I know the first time I went to a gym, I was so intimidated. And you're not alone if you feel this way. Before they get to that point, what's some house workouts they can do just to kind of get the blood flowing, to get moving or stuff like that? Or is that even okay? Does that, do those workouts work? Yeah. You know, obviously I'm a, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a certified personal trainer and um, I'm just about to finish my uh, certification of being a certified strength and conditioning coach. So I, uh, I'm familiar with this space and I've worked out my whole life, obviously being in the NFL, you get, you get really informed on how to, how to do everything as opposed to, you know, not when it comes to fitness, health and wellness, workouts and that, and that stuff. But there's a lot of good things you can do at home. If you don't want to go to a gym, you don't have to go to a gym. I mean, there's places like you could go to a Barry's boot camp. They tell you what to do every time, you know, a shred, you know, something like that. But if you're at home, you can just do, you know, 50, 50 box squats, 50 push-ups, 50 jump and jumping jacks. And the, the beautiful thing, if you're listening to this, you have a phone or a computer, you can t- there's so many good workouts on YouTube. If you just type in a 30-minute home workout, you will come up with some good 30 minute home workouts and you can just follow those into the gym. It's, it's intimidating, but once you start going, 
it gets easier and you kind of, you can kind of find out what you want to do to start on the treadmill. I mean, everybody knows how to run or walk just to get on the treadmill and maybe try a piece of equipment here, a piece of equipment there. And you know, then you get rolling and you kind of know what you're doing. You can start forming a plan. And I, what I always say, and I've told Dustin this is I always say a, a good plan today is better than a great plan tomorrow. Instead of sitting at home and, you know, worrying about exactly what to do, just go, just do it. If you don't have a good plan, if you just if you don't know what you just go and act, and that good plan today is better than if you wait a month and you write stuff down, you research, and all of a sudden you think, okay, maybe I'm ready to go. You'll find out that if you just went, you would have picked up a lot of these things just by doing it. Shoot first. So that's what I always say: just go out there, do it. Yeah. Shoot first, aim. Definitely. Shoot first, aim later. I love that actually strategy. Again, <laughs> just don't even. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> also, guys, that when, sounds a little reckless. <laughs> well, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Lord. Um, also, guys, when you go to a gym, it is a sense of community. If you go to a good gym where people are friendly and nice and not snobby, almost every gym I've ever went to, there was a sense of community. You meet people. You, it's a good yes. way to network as well. It, it's a great sense of community Absolutely. if that's also good for your soul as well. All right. Man, this was a good episode, man. I guess we got to... No, I know. That's, that's good stuff. Got to start. I mean, so much, guys. You got to bear with us. We won't have Bachelor stuff to talk about for a while. So we'll just be looking for news events and new things that you guys want us to talk about. Are there any TV shows you guys want us to recap or talk yeah. about? Would be happy to jump in that. Yeah, let us know what we should talk about. And what about do you guys want to know about us? What do you want to know about... Uh, I mean, I guess I'm the only... I could, no, I mean, like being a single guy in New York City, maybe maybe we talk about that. Maybe we talk about our workouts, you know, what we did, we travel, like what's our day-to-day, if there's certain things you guys want to know. You know, we'll definitely definitely be happy to share some of that stuff too. I want to give a restaurant shout-out. Guys, All Cheval started in Chicago, and it's, I'm not joking, the best burger ever. I'm sure Clay could testify by this, but they also have one now in New York City which I'm just so freaking geeked about. This burger, guys, I kid you not, and this is not an ad. This is just fat. I'm praying they hear this and they give me free burgers. I love those freaking burgers. You know, everything's good, but uh, only, you know, only in a certain amount here. You know, Dustin's talking, we're talking about health and wellness and getting, getting everybody right. Now, you know, Dustin's just telling you guys about his burger and he loves these Oshval burgers are good, but you know, it's all about don't balance. overdo it. You know, go get the one burger. It's about balance. You grab that one burger. Don't go for two. Dustin sometimes will go for three. I've been trying to stop, but hey. you know, we're going to get him right. I don't, you hey. know, he's my roommate now, so I'm making sure that he's, uh, he's on it. If I put in this work, I get to, I get to reward myself. Tomorrow's not promised, so I'm going to eat three burgers. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in, listening to us. It's always a pleasure. Also, let's thank my new co-host for the moment, Mr. Harbor, for coming in, stepping up, and speaking a little knowledge. Love it. Hey, man, appreciate you guys having me out here, man. I'm on call. I'm the, I'm the fourth roommate now, so if you guys ever need the help, I'm going to step in for you. All right. Until next time, guys, we out. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inahosa. 
Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.